What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry, and I'm the host of the Sports by Fry podcast and YouTube channels. Today, wrapping up round eight of AFL Fantasy action. It's currently uh, the middle of the night back in Australia, so you'll be watching this Monday morning, Oz time. But yeah, round eight, done and dusted. Another week in the books. I had a pretty interesting week. Uh, for a while there, it looked like I was going to get over the, the 2K threshold, but ultimately fell short again. I moved up in rank, though, so I can't be too uh, spewing. Um, I need to smash this out because soon the Cavs game is going to start. Really excited for the uh, NBA Conference Finals to get underway. I did my uh, complete preview, which you can check out on sportsbyfry.com. Um, heaps of other cool stuff planned for this week. A couple of AFL articles and a couple of NBA ones as well. Um, I just recorded the Sunday sit-down with JLo, so you can give that a listen um, wherever you get your podcasts as well. But... Let me get stuck into not only how my team went in round eight, but the big fantasy news out of uh, another weekend of footy. So once again, for those tuning in via uh, podcast, I'm interactively with these scores. So the large fries and Coke had 19.52 this week, which is bang on almost my average um, for competition so far this year not great but I moved up uh, about 3,000 spots so I'm not outside the top 30,000 anymore I'm inside the top 30,000 so yeah just take the small wins at this stage uh, my back line look like a little bit of a, a rabble I need to make some moves I think this week Roy Laird scored 83 but he's been doing so well this year that I can't really be mad with an 80 um, it's good to see Lloyd and Luke Ryan Top 110 for me, so I was pretty chuffed with that. The Rooks, 75 for Murray, 50 for who probably got to go. Um, and Pierce on the pine, I'm going to keep him all the year, I reckon. He'll be good for 50 or 60 each week. Midfield, again, similar to last week, I didn't have many guys go over that ton. Once they got to 100, they just kind of stopped. Gibbs and Tom Mitchell burnt me massively because, obviously, uh, they failed to even reach 80. Um, Bryce Gibbs is seriously on the chopping block for me. I'm going to give him another week against the Dogs and see how he goes. But, yeah, thin ice, Gibbsy. Um, I took the captain's badge off Tom Mitchell about 37 put it on another player. So that saved me from probably scoring less than 1,900. So, yeah, once again, like I said, I'll take the small wins. Danger, side bottom, Lockie Neal, all good with 100, between 100 and 110. Merritt hasn't really fired for me since I brought him in. That's a bit of a kick in the dick. Got it. I had him to start, he had three crap scores, so I got rid of him and then got back on him. So he's probably averaging about the absolute wanker. Uh, Tim Kelly and Brayshaw did their thing. One of them will probably have to get chopped soon, but as you can see, I put the captain's badge on Maxi Gorn. Um, so I probably saved about, or added about 50 points there by doing that. Sauce Jacobs apparently had back spasms, so I might use that as an excuse to turn him into our cruiser or Brody Grundy. Uh, my forward line actually starting to look okay. I had hundreds from Gray, McLean, and Heaney. Uh, Willie Rioli's emergency score came in for Guelphie, who I've put on my field as a bit of a tactic to hope he might be a late in. And if he was, then I would have got his score. But yep, Willie Rioli did 59 for me, 89 from Fritch. To Tom Rockliffe, the weeks when Rocky comes off his wire. Spargo darted it up on debut a little bit, but. What can you expect? So yeah, 1952, not a lot of money, so a double downgrade is definitely on the cards um, this week for the large fries and coke. But yeah, that's how my team panned out in round eight.
So with that being said, let me get stuck into some plus threes and negative threes. The first plus three goes out to the OG pig, Tommy Rockliffe. Actually, I think Dane Swan's technically the OG pig, but Rocky finally looked back to his best. Not only did he rack up a shitload of the footy, but he was tackling, which is a fantastic sign. For the last year or so, while he's been battering, battling shoulder injuries, um, he hasn't been tackling as much, so it was great to see him put up some big points. He'll be a popular trade target this week. Talk about him a bit more later, but yeah, it was nice to see him finally uh, looking like his old self. Uh, next one, a bit stiff that Jack McRae misses out this week, but I like to mix it up and look for some other targets. Uh, so Eddie Kernow, who's also um, had another massive score. I think he was in the top three or four scorers for the round. Serious option. His ownership's only hovering around 7 or 8%, 140. So he's shrugging the label that taggers can't score. Well done, Edlard. Friday night, got off to a good start with uh, Ben Ronk. Now, I'm not sure if it's Ronk or Ronky, but I'm going with Ronk because after watching the uh, highlights from the game, that's what the great man Bruce McAvaney was calling him. So that's a pretty good uh, pretty good person to go off. He had 121 and had seven snags, but also impressively had 10 tackles. So even though his price at around 300 grand, we might have missed the boat on him. But if you are considering bringing him in, then... I was worried about his job security. I don't think a bloke who kicks seven goals is going to get dropped. Negative threes. Let's kick it off with the weekly edition of checking in with uh, Jack Billings. Another 58. I'm so glad that I got off this train. Jack Billings to Tom Rockliffe as a straight swap is almost a guaranteed move for Billings owners this week. He's still owned by a shitload of people, and I feel so sorry for them. Um, yeah, Billings has got to go after another terrible score. Speaking of terrible scores, as I mentioned, Bryce Gibbs. I really thought that he'd uh, be in for another year. He's kind of rollercoastering, fluctuating between an 80 and 100. So he's on the chopping block for me, as I'm sure he is for other Gibbs owners. Finally, the great man, Dustin Martin, had a day to forget yesterday against the Ruse. Only managed 48 points. Was being run with by Jacobs for a while and did look a bit frustrated. Um, he'll be better next week, but, you know, Anytime a super premium scores under... Actually, I don't know if Dusty is a super premium. He's kind of in the same mould as Nat Fife for me as a dude that, you know, he's a great footballer, but might not be a great AFL fantasy player. Might be, you know, 105, 110. Although Fife's uh, making me change my mind this uh, this year. But regardless, Dusty will be better than 50 next week. Mark my words. Trade targets this week. Um, I'm going to try and start looking at one guy in every line that you can maybe bring in as a trade. Matty Cruiser had a big game against the Bombers and could be a straight swap for me from Sauls Jacobs, so he's a good uh, potential option. Connor Blakely, um, massive game, 130 against St Kilda. He's probably the pick of the premium defenders at the moment. I think he's still priced about 630, but you know he's a, one of the form players in the comp. Up forward, now that he's got dual positioning, can't really go wrong with bringing in Rocky. He's as cheap as he's going to be able to be all year. Um, I personally am going to wait one more week, but until um, after his buy from the China game, but playing Gold Coast this week, he should have another 100 score. Um, I'm still a little bit sceptical just to see exactly if he's fully healed or if that game against the Crows, which was an amazing game, by the way, is a one-off, but watch this space. And obviously, the man who's averaging 150 points in the last three games is uh, a fantastic option to trade in. Jack McRae is undoubtedly the um, best player form-wise in the comp right now. Shout out to... Uh, Nick James, who showed me his uh, trades moves for this week, he's bringing him in. And look, if you can get him in, there's no reason why you, uh, you should consider otherwise. McRae is an absolute bulldog, pun intended. So make sure you lock up. You know, he's a good caption option. I think he's got a 
Who did he got? The Bombers and then Collingwood and the Crows um, in his next three or something like that. So not easy beats, but he should be good for at least 115, 120 throughout that stretch. So, yeah, bring him in if you can, uh, much like my mate Nick. Rookies, uh, Ed Phillips from the Saints looked really good on debut. He's definitely on my radar and will probably be the rookie pick of the bunch for a lot of other people this week. Isaac Cumming from the Giants is another one in defence. Um, I'd hesitate to put both of those guys on your ground um, for their second game, but um, you know they've, they've had, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what Isaac had. I think he had 50-odd, but 80 from Phillips. Both of those guys could become future starters on your field, but for now, maybe just on your pine. And like I said, we may have missed the boat on Ben Ronke, but 300 grand is still pretty cheap, so he could maybe be an option too. Trade out. I've heard a lot of people talking about the potential of trading out Tom Mitchell. You've got to hold your premiums. I am pulling my hair out that uh, Zach Merritt is killing it for me, but because he just keeps going far, so far down in price, um, you know, there's no other, no real value pick that I can get for him, so I've got to hold him. Tom Mitchell is priced still pretty high, and if these average scores continue, then it might be more justifiable, like I'm talking about with Bryce Gibbs, but for now you need to hold him and not panic. He'll be fine. He'll have another 120 on the weekend, don't stress. Looking at the Rooks, uh, the three popular Frio blokes, Crowden, Banfield, and Andy Brayshaw, with Brayshaw probably a little bit behind, a little bit ahead of the other two, um, are all probably trade-out targets. Crowden and Banfield will probably go this week, um, and Brayshaw will probably be the next week or the week after. I'll be getting rid of Banfield this week, I think. And similar could be set in your back line for guys like Duday and Finlayson. Their break-evens are now at about 60 their scores are now at about 60, so both um, in a perfect world, or at least one of those guys could probably be chopped out too. Because obviously it's uh, midnight in Australia, Monday morning, very early Monday morning, there's not a lot of news injury report and uh, injury and report wise for who could miss potentially in round nine. Pendlebury was a laid out against uh, the Cats, so monitor his situation. These one game injuries. Um, as we can see with Josh Kelly from the Giants, sometime turn into a couple of week things, so he could be a must trade if he's not named in round nine. Mark Murphy, who's been a bit sporadic this year, but is still a solid fantasy player. He should be back next week, so um, keep your eyes on him. But yeah, like I said, there's not a lot of other reports and injury news to talk about. Natty Fife and Luke Parker both had maybe cases to answer for with the MRP, but I think, touch wood, both of them have been cleared, so we don't need to worry about that. My trades, like I said, Banfield um, will probably go to Phillips this week, and then there's a couple of ways I can go about it. I can go Gibbs up to McRae, but he might last one more week. I can go Duday to Sicily, which would empty all my savings, but be a nice move. Could go down again, Zach Guthrie or Alex Pierce to um, Isaac Cumming, which would give me a hell of a lot of money for my round 10 trades. Or I could even toy with the idea of getting rid of Rich and bringing in Rocky, but like I said, I think I'll wait another week on him. Um, that's pretty much the round eight wrap up. Like I said, lots of exciting articles planned next week, so make sure you check out sportsbyfry.com for them. Go Cavs, big game one coming up. I tipped that we'd lose, but I also tipped we'd win in five, so a gentleman's sweep by WJ and the boys. Good luck in round nine, everyone. Again, thanks for watching or listening, and until next time, peace.